ready for a new episode of KP Talks Dollars and Cents. Learn financial literacy and get real-time updates on all things housing, finance, and real estate with your host, Kevin Perenio. As an owner and C-level executive for 20-plus years in finance, KP is here to serve you with all of his knowledge and experience. Whether you're a broker, realtor, or just interested in the economy, this is the podcast for you. So let's get started. Here's your host, Kevin Perenio. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Snowbird. I'm here at the Simple Nexus User Group Conference. I got here Sunday night, so I went to do crazy travel. I can have a full day of work here on Monday, and I'm in the um, the bar and restaurant at the top. So um, traveled on Sunday, and there's a lot going on. Everyone's talking about Silicon Valley Bank, and I thought I'd get some thoughts out. I'm sure some people would want to hear uh, my take. Um, give you a little scenery here. You know, you're you know you're in a mountain. Uh, resort when all the videos are ski videos. Like, there's not a single sports event on any of the TVs here. This is uh, it's a restaurant called The Airy. Anyway, so um, there's a lot of housing news and a lot of employment news, and I want to go over that too, but, but let me just touch on my thoughts on Silicon Valley Bank, right? So in 2001, um, I used to trade options, and I would bet on Intel and, you know, all these other different things out there, and um, then the dot-com bust happened, and what's interesting is the risk uh, of all of that back then in 2001, the stock market, was that growth companies were taken public, and um, and then they were a bust, right? And then they, they became nothing, and the companies went out of business. So um, venture capital has always existed, but what's interesting is venture capital now is like, why give all this money and all this upside to these IPOs and, and the public markets, let's start to take risk earlier in the process. And um, there's been a ton of venture capital, tons of equity firms, tons of growth, you know, investment over the years. And Silicon Valley Bank outsized, invested, and backed up a lot of those companies. Um, did the banking for a lot of the investors, and um, and so really is a growth engine. So we talk about in housing that, you know, we buy and sell money. I mean, it's about liquidity. Well, it's the same thing for a company that could be the next Airbnb or the next Apple or the next whatever. So it takes money to make money. And um, Silicon Valley Bank, um, unfortunately, the risk management, I, what I saw a chart somewhere on LinkedIn. I mean, it's some great content on LinkedIn, by the way. Um, Taylor Stork, Dave Stevens, um, Logan Marashami, not on, uh, on LinkedIn specifically, but... Um, there's just a ton of great content and I don't, we're all going to see in the morning when the market opens, like what's the fallout, right? Um, but you know, this bank, uh, one of the charts I saw, Silicon Valley bank had, um, 110%, um, loans outstanding versus its assets. So basically got over leveraged. So we buy and sell money, we get over leveraged. It's no different than, you know, if you buy a house, you can't afford like people did in 2005. 2006, 2007, when they lied about their income and they lied about their ability to repay, which is why the new guideline is actually called ability to repay. So, um, unfortunately, when um, you know Silicon Valley Bank not only got out of their skis and got over leveraged, but then had to sell some assets, you know, treasuries, mortgage-backed securities, some commercial paper. Um, you know, there's this technical term like, do you hold these things until maturity? Hold them to the end and earn the percentage rate the whole way, or do you market to market as if you have to sell it? Well, when you have to sell assets, and bonds are worth a lot less 
than when they, um, you know, than when they bought them. Um, they took a $19 billion loss and they came out and announced that they raised capital to shore up that loss. And it freaked everybody out in the investment community, uh, especially for the growth community um, in, you know, in the Bay Area for tech and emerging tech. And they started pulling their money out. And it was insane how much money was pulled out. Something like $42 billion in like 24 or 48 hours. And it just cratered their balance sheet. It imploded. So the word implosion, you know, we all know the implodometer. Uh, those of us that were in the business in 06, 07, 08, 09. Uh, I think it's revived out there. But the bank and balance sheet imploded because the good assets, cash deposits, took off. And then the assets that were over leveraged became even more over leveraged. So regulators stepped in today on a Sunday and said that they are going to backstop depositors. So if you have deposits there, the federal government's going to help you with your money and keep that money safe. Now, if you're an investor or you have unsecured debt, you're screwed. And uh, that's the reality of investing. Investment has risks. So when I say I'm not responsible for your losses, only your profits, it's kind of a joke, but it's also a real disclaimer. I am not a financial advisor. And I don't know what the market's going to do tomorrow, but I will say that this is a theme that I talk about all the time, uncertainty versus certainty. There was a lot of uncertainty, and the government knows if they don't step in and create certainty before the market's open tomorrow, shit, all of our stocks will go down. All of our 401ks will go down in value. People will go to other banks and go, will there be runs on other banks? Should I get my money out now before something happens? And people start to take money out. That's a confidence factor. And consumer confidence is actually something that gets measured because it matters. So the federal uh, regulator is stepping in saying, hey, we're going to back depositors at the Silicon Valley Bank is a big deal. Is it enough? I don't know. I think it will be in the morning. Although I did, you know, we know uh, FTX went out because they were so um, big into cryptocurrency, which is highly levered. And then they did a bunch of stupid investing that got even more levered. Uh, because remember, everything just goes up, right? And then Signature Bank out of New York was shut down today on a Sunday because they were highly levered in multifamily and also in cryptocurrency. You know, multifamily was a big discussion point. I was at the NBA Midwinter Conference last week, and uh, it was a great session. We had a lot of really intelligent people. I learned a lot. And uh, we talked about multifamily, commercial, commercial loans. You know, they get taken out for like 10 years at a time, and then they come due. Well, maturity and notes that are coming due right now on commercial paper or multifamily were taken out at lower rates in the past. Now they're going to pay market rates. There's no profit. It strips out the equity of these commercial properties. And commercial properties are losing, some of them are losing equity in a Class A space, some of them, because people are working from home and working from anywhere. So there's a lot of convergence of all these things that are coming on to happen and make the stuff, um, you know, uh, go crazy with these bank failures. So is it a contagion? Not yet. I mean, look, the Fed could just open the, you know, quantitative easing again and say, all right, we'll just let inflation run higher a little bit longer and backstop all these banks. But I think they're going to do targeted backstopping like they did with the deposits of this bank today. And they don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Nobody knows what's going to happen. So it is Sunday evening here, mountain time. It's about 1030, 1045. And, um, you know, I'm going to post this video, and I don't know what's going to happen in the morning, but I'm going to be up. I'll be up watching the stock market. i got calls in the morning. Um, I'll be watching what's going on in the markets. Um, you know, independent mortgage bankers like us, we have a servicing portfolio. We hold it, but we're holding it for maturity. 
you can either market to market, you know, every quarter and, you know, value it, or you can hold it for the long term. Holding to maturity just means you're going to take the cash flow, take the returns, you know. So different ways to hold mortgage-backed securities. It's a very special asset class where you can mark to market or hold to maturity. And you can switch mid-process what you want to do. So we will see how those asset classes um, are marked and how they're valued tomorrow. Um, a flight to safety with all the big money out there. They might buy more treasuries and you know maybe the treasuries will... The yields will come down and prices go up, which means stocks would go down because money's leaving stocks as opposed to bonds. I'm going to leave one more note um, and then talk about a little bit of housing and uh, economy data and then get the hell out of here. I just was reading an article on Monday how last year was like the first year since 1981 where stock equity value went down and bond equity value went down. So the smart money advisors and mom and pop advisors like me, two-thirds of them are all saying go to cash right now. And that is a sign that we're close to a bottom because both asset classes don't go down every year. The odds are this year, and again, I'm not a financial advisor, but the odds are this year is that treasuries and bonds will increase in price and yields will come down uh, because of this flight to safety. Because as soon as the Fed has done uh, uh, hiking rates, the 25-25, or maybe it's 25-25 and 25, and then they're done, then everyone knows what the cost of funds, the cost of Fed funds are, and now we're on recession watch, which means lower growth. So you'll see a lot of money going to bonds. Okay, uh, employment data is starting to weaken. It's not cracked, but it's starting to weaken. The wage growth and the employment data. The employment report came out last week. I apologize. I didn't even get anything out to you. But the um, the job uh, growth was higher than expected, but the wage growth was lower. And that wage price spiral is what's fueling inflation. So that's a crack. Weekly jobless claims, a future indicator, they went up. So you're starting to see some cracks, and the Bank of Canada stopped raising rates. So I'm telling you, we're getting very close, especially with these bank failures, to being done with watching Inflation Watch because the Fed is starting to break things, and now we're starting to get closer to Recession Watch. Have a great weekend. Let's just keep doing loans and putting people in houses. Love y'all. Cheers. You've been listening to KP Talks Dollars and Cents, a top-rated show for those who want to learn about the economy and mortgage environment. Tune in each week for more episodes, and please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Kevin Perenio does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through KP Talks Dollars and Cents. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. For more info, follow KP Talks Dollars and Cents on all of our social channels.